Hi, welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Oh God, in this most holy atmosphere tonight, we say thank you. You truly are our glory. You're the one that lifts our head and nothing that can ever come against us can harm us in any way. Oh Father, how awesome, how wonderful, how privileged it is for us to stand in your presence. Not because of our own worth, but because you paid the price, Jesus. We give you glory, praise, and honor for that. In Jesus' name we say this and everybody say, Amen and Amen. Thank you, band. Yes, give God praise. That is a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. Dear beloved brother and sister, friend and family and enemies. <laughs> we got to love our enemies, don't you know that? Hallelujah. You know the old Pentecostals have got something. Not because he's old, but he's an old Pentecostal. <laughs> they, they still let you know if they cannot be at church. You know, these days it's like, oh, they won't miss me. We miss you. You know why? Because you always sit in the same place. Ha, 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 A little bit. You say like two seats forward, two seats back or so on. But anyways, good evening. It is lovely to be with you. Thank you, Pastor Harold and Maud, for the opportunity to minister. And uh, we have so few minutes and so much to say. So I want to say to you tonight, I want to talk about a topic. He chose me? Me of all people? Not only to be a pastor, pastors, doctors, evangelists, whatever you are, but he chose me, me, to be a follower of Jesus. Do you understand the difference between us sitting here tonight, standing and sitting, and those that still have not discovered the glorious joy and privileges of following Jesus? I sometimes think God just needs to remind us a little bit of where we come from. You see, I was the most unlikely person possibly to be called to the pulpit, first of all, which is a miracle in itself. But just for Jesus to stop and to say, Tians, come, I want you to follow me as a Christian, as a disciple of him. Is there anybody here that maybe feel a little bit like that? You all were worthy? To start off with, I was an only child. Not that that's an issue, but I never had friends. I was the odd one out. I had to seek attention in ways that probably wasn't too great. <laughs> like fortune telling and hypnotism and astral projection and stuff like that. It was my way of trying to influence people and whatever. And the long and the short is because time is already out on me, but this. But I ended up failing twice in high school. Once because we moved from Cape Town to here. And uh, at the end of the year, and with a few marks, I failed. 
So those of you that failed in school, you're in good company, okay? And the other one was because a stupid old man wanted to hypnotize me to do funny things. How honest can I be? That led me to try and understand hypnotism, so I became a hypnotist, very successful. Why am I telling you this? I was an odd person. Still am, but in a good way now. <laughs> then I ended up being a prison warder, and the first day I walked in, they said to me, hey, you, do you want to go to the kitchen or the hospital? I said, I don't want to go to the hospital, but if I have to choose, I'd rather work in the hospital. So I ended up a nurse, a male nurse, in a prison. <laughs> And on top of that, I told you I was a country and western singer in the meantime, so there was that thing happening with my yodeling and with a funny hat and funny clothes and ladies jumping up and whatever else. It's not the kind of person, don't think, funny things. It wasn't a pop concert, it was a country concert, okay. My poor wife had to sit in the back, then she wasn't my wife, she was just my girlfriend, but she had to sit in the back and observe all of this. And afterwards, we would get in the car, and I'd go like, bye-bye, this is the one I chose. Why am I telling you this? This is just in very, very short. I was probably the most unlikely person, first of all, to be called to the pulpit, and second of all, to be called to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus. But do you understand that that's exactly why he came? It's for people like you and I, for people that are not the world's greatest you know, Reinhard Bonke said, on the day that the door to the ark shut, shut, it was not the richest, the most intelligent, educated, whatever, with great respect that made their way into the ark. It was ordinary people like you and I. And the reason for my message tonight is to bring it across to you that you were special enough for Jesus to die even if you were the only person on the planet, he would have still died for you. My question is, my question is, is that enough for us to go and find those out there that are like what we were before he made us somebody, something? So I have got a scripture here it is in 1 John 1, verse 35 to 39. I'm not going to read it. You don't have to turn there, but you can just write it down. 1 John, uh, sorry, not 1 John, apologies. John 1, John 1, verse 35 to 39. John 1, verse 35 to 39. We see here Jesus, uh, John standing by uh, the river and he's looking out over a group of people that were following him at that stage. Two of his disciples are standing with him. One was Andrew. And Andrew and some other disciples, but the two of them. And then John makes this observation, and I want you to hear what he said. Behold the Son of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the one we've been waiting for. And there are people out there tonight waiting but they still do not have their eyes open to see him. And then Andrew was so taken in by Jesus, 
that he started following Jesus. He turned around and he went to Jesus and there was a discussion and he said, Rabbi, meaning teacher, can I find out where you live? Because I want to come and observe you a little bit closer. And then that evening, Jesus took him with. But then already Andrew did something. He went and he found his brother, Simon Peter. So Simon Peter and Andrew went to the place that Jesus was staying and from about four o'clock in the afternoon till late in the night, they spent the evening there. You see, at that moment, they were not followers of Jesus yet. They were not chosen yet. They just wanted to find out about this person, the Lamb of God. In verse 29, it says, who takes away the sin of the world. John had a revelation, my dear brother and sister, and I want us to have a revelation that without Jesus, we would be nothing and no one and going nowhere and have nothing, no protection, nothing. He made all the difference. Sure. I did not tell you that I also abused alcohol to the point of being an alcoholic. I was a weekend alcoholic. Not proud of it. But do you know that when he came into my life, it stopped like that. Because when he comes into your life, everything changes. But there are people out there that still don't know it. It's our responsibility to get the message across to them. Now you go like this. He chose me to go and tell others about him. Yes. Because he did it for you. All you have to do is just tell somebody your testimony. Just tell somebody. You know, some of the saddest faces I see is the petrol attendants and the cashiers in stores. I told you before, plastic, car, what? Do you know what a difference it makes if you look them in the eye and you say, Hey, what can I pray for for you today? If we all do it, they'll be the first ones to be saved all over right across. 15 minutes, it's unfair. <laughs> so here we see Mark chapter number one, verse 16. Now remember, Jesus had already observed these two men, Andrew and Peter. So guess what? Hey, his eyes were looking out for them. Why? Because he saw that they were interested in this lifestyle. So, they were busy with their nets there. And Jesus just called them and he said, Hey, come, Andrew, Peter, Simon, follow me. I don't know about you, but my decision to follow Jesus and my actual following was quite a long time in my life. It wasn't just Okay, Jesus, and there I go. No, I still had many things tugging me this way, and then I'd follow here, and then I've been tugged here. But eventually Jesus won, hallelujah, and here I am today, nearly 40 years later, serving Him. And you, you see, there might be a tug in your spirit right now when He wants to pull you, the devil, this side. But God knows your intentions, and He picked it up. When Andrew that day said, sorry, John, I'm going after this one. 
still in the kingdom, by the way. So they immediately left their nets, verse 18, and followed him. God tonight will touch people's lives like that if we will just go out and share what we have received. And you might say to me, yes, pastor, I'm doing it. You know what I learned from Pastor Harold? When you think you've done your best, you can always do 10% more. Thank you, Pastor Harold. That blessed me. So the Greek word for follow, and by the way, the Hebrew word and the English word means simply this. Now, I want you to catch this if you don't catch anything else. What does it mean to follow? It means there is somebody or something going ahead. If you follow an ox or you follow a donkey, you are the one walking behind. Okay. Now, Jesus says this, and catch this tonight. You have to get this. Holy Spirit, help your people. The moment that they said, yes, Lord, we will follow you. It means that he was now walking ahead of them. He was now going ahead of them. And they were following. They were behind. They were walking in his footsteps. Many sermons have been preached about this. In the dust of the rabbi. I love the theme, but I couldn't take it because another minister took it and I didn't want to steal it, but I said it anyway. In the dust of a rabbi. I love it. It means the rabbi walks. I don't know how many of you have ever been on a gravel road and you've got a fast driving person ahead of you in the game reserve and you want to get from A to B and that person goes and it's just dust all over. Walking in the footsteps of Jesus affects you that follow. That good dust comes on you. That good things that he does comes on you. I want to say to you, and this is the crux of my message, because the time is really running. But I want to say this to you. If you get this tonight, if you follow Jesus, everything that wants to come to you must come through him first. Everything that wants to touch you must come past him first. You are safe behind him. Hallelujah. Do you know that if He leads you and you follow Him, He will never lead you to a place that is wrong, to a place that you cannot stand, to a place that you don't want to go. He will always lead you to a place that He predestined for you. Do you know that if He leads, He will always make sure that when you reach your place, there will be provision for you, even if He's got to turn stones into bread, hallelujah, or multiply the fish for you. He's going ahead of you, child of God, not only now, but in this week, in your life, until you be with Him in heaven, hallelujah. Oh, glory. Oh, praise God. You see... In the days of Jesus, there was a little town by the name of Bethsaida. I don't know how many of you here can raise a hand and say, you know where Cassie's by is. Cassie's here, by me. Cassie's by. <laughs> Anybody knows where Cassie's by is? Okay, now that was Bethsaida. <laughs> it's like, what? Bethsaida? 
Now, Cassisby is next to Arniston. Anybody knows where Arniston is? Some of you should know. You've at least heard of it. Now, Cassisby is an interesting place because it's got its name from the paraffin cases that was washed up, and they started building their houses there with Cassis. Anyways, now you've learned some history. Go and look it up on the map. But here is the point. It was this tiny little town. And yet three disciples were called from that place. No matter where you come from, Jesus knows about you. And he knows about those people out there. And he wants them to be followers of him. We need to start some kind of a new revolution, a project or something to reach those lost people out there. I said in one of my teachings in the week, I think it was missions and evangelism on camera. If you see a burning building here and there's a man or a woman or a child standing screaming there at the top of their voice on the third or, or fourth floor, and you've got a ladder that can reach there, and you don't use the ladder, what are we? There are people screaming tonight in their alcoholism, in their drug abuse, in their rebellion, and what are we? We've got the ladder, hallelujah, to get them saved. We need to do it. So, imagine this. Andrew and Peter's father's name was John or Jonah. And he walked home. Now imagine this. In those days, it was not easy to become a rabbi or a chosen person. You had to go through school. And I wish I can tell you all the notes I've got here. But you had to go through school. Do you know at the age of five, you already started to learn, as a Jewish boy particularly, your education and they would write Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, He, Vav, Zayn, Chetet, Yod, Kaf, Lamet, Mam, Nun, and all the Hebrew letters. And then they would put honey on every letter. And they'd ask the children to go like this. Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet. <laughs> and you had to lick the letters and develop a sweet taste for the word. So that you can fall in love with the Torah and eventually memorize the first five books of the Bible. Now, when you read through the Bible, I don't know how many of you think that's quite a thing <laughs> to learn the first five books. And then later on, they had to memorize the whole Tanakh, which is the Torah and the, the whole Old Testament. Hey, people, some of us battle to memorize one scripture. You're not alone. So, to become a rabbi was nearly an impossibility. To become a follower of a teacher was such a difficult thing that most people never made it. Here, Jesus did the opposite. You see, the boys and parents chose a teacher for their children. But Jesus chose his disciples. He chose me, me, you, yes. So, here John comes home, he says, <clears throat> honey, 
Do you know that our boys today have been chosen by the rabbi of rabbis? I want you to understand, no matter who you are, no matter what you see when you look in the mirror, no matter what you feel when you look in the mirror, crucify it in Christ, in Jesus' name, and believe that He chose you, but not only to be a follower. There is a Hebrew word, and I'm just going to leave all of that. There is a Hebrew word for disciple, which is Talmit, T-A-L-M-I-D, Talmit. That is the Hebrew word for disciple. It's like Elijah and Elisha, somebody following a teacher. And just by the way, when you follow, you become like Christ. You become like your teacher. Ooh, I'm very frustrated with the time thing, but okay. You know what? We should ban these watches, really. <laughs> Anyways, I'm obedient, so here we go. A Talmud is a disciple. The aim of a student is to become like their master. Do you know that a true disciple and a true discipler eventually looked exactly the same? They walked the same, they talked the same, they do the same. They act the same. Oh, we've got Jesus Christ as our God. Pastor George this morning said, Ephesians 5 verse 1, Be imitators of God. Jesus as a man in man form came to show us that it is possible to look and act like God. We are His disciples. Therefore, we can look and act like Jesus. So, Talmud, if you take the L out, it gives you the word Tamit, T-A-M-I-D. What is Lamet, the L? It is the tallest letter in the Hebrew alphabet. It stands out above all others. It is the shepherd. It is the leader. Now you ask me in closing, what does the word Tamid mean? Tamit is the root of the word Talmit. Stay with me. You catch this. So here we have the discipler and the disciple. The disciple is Talmit. The root of that word is Tamit. The word Tamit means a daily sacrifice. So, a daily sacrifice under the Lamed leadership of our shepherd will make me a disciple. The daily sacrifice, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer Tiens Blom that lives, but Christ who lives in me. If I live the crucified life, the Tamid, and I look at the shepherd, the leader, the lamet in the middle of that word. I will have Talmud being a disciple. But you cannot ever be a disciple if you're not first Talmud. 
You've got to be Tamid before you can become Talmud. Do you get that? Like in Bible school, is there anybody that don't understand? Raise your hand. <laughs> if you get this, people, your life will be easy. Because it is impossible to follow Jesus in your own strength. Forget it. That's religion. You do all the religious things other people do. And you know. But a relationship means I have identified with Jesus in his death as Tamid. And under his leadership, he is now the one living in me. I'm Talmud. And therefore, I can follow and tell others about it so that they can also be like I am, like he is. So you still say to me, Pastor Tians, really? You want to tell me God chose me to be a Talmud, a disciple of Jesus? Let me read you, and this you can read with me, Ephesians 1, verse 3 to 6 in closing. Ephesians 1, verse 3 to 6. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, past tense, me, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, Talmud, just as He chose us in Him, in Him, not because of me, but in spite of me, in Him before the world, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Verse 5, Ephesians 1 verse 5, having predestined us to adoption as sons, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. And verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. I hope that when you leave this place tonight, and you've ever suffered of any form of inferiority, insecurity, insignificance in everything, that you will leave here tonight lifting your head up and saying, I am a Talmud because of Talmud, my daily sacrifice that I bring forward, forward, Lord, pleasing to you. Child of God, I pray that this somehow will find a resting place in your souls and that you will understand that as a follower of Jesus, the teacher, our rabbi, we as the Talmudim, which is the plural of Talmud, the disciples, <laughs> that we will say, everything that comes to me must come through my teacher first. He's the one that will teach me. Go here, don't go there. Now go and look at the life of Jesus in respect to his disciples and see how you are safe 
provided for, protected, cared for because of the beloved Jesus Christ, our teacher. Father, this is something that you can only place in the hearts of the hearers. Father, I pray tonight that all of us will just understand that we are somebody, not a nobody anymore. We've been bought at a price by the blood of the living Son of God, Jesus our Christ. Father, I want to pray that you will encourage your children, protect them, and when they face that bank account, when they face a doctor with respect, with diagnosis, when they look at anything, Lord God, that they will say to that situation, hey, you've got to come through Jesus first. You've got to come through my teacher first. I am safe behind him. And not only that, he is in me and I am in him. I'm untouchable because of what Jesus did on that cross. Now, Father, I thank you if there be anybody in this place that tonight have never given their lives to God. They have no understanding of what is happening here. That you will right now cause them to make a decision and react and respond to the following. If you believe in your heart that God the Father raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved. Romans 10 verse 9 and 10. And Romans 10 verse 13. For each and every person that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I thank you now, Father, that as I close the service and will maybe sing one more song, if that's okay with the band, and we'll just uh, close with a nice worship or praise song, whatever they have. Father, I now release your people in the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we'll go out of this place tonight praising you, for you have chosen us, me, and these dear people in Jesus' name. And if you agree with me, say... Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.